And welcome back to another episode of the Burning Leaf Podcast. I'm joined by Tom. No Thomas today. Uh, he was unavailable uh, this week. But it's just me and Tom. And a pretty big week, if I were to say. A pretty big week. Tom, how have you been? I'm good. I'm good. Hey, baseball is back. Baseball so, is back. Yeah, baseball that, is that, back. That home opener last week was insane. What a game to it be It was. At. You what were at that, so be. I'm kind of judged be on at. that. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and they're they're winning right now. Vladdy Jr., baby. Okay, he's, he's pretty good, eh? Yeah, um, it's bridging the gap between the like the last couple of weeks. Like the other night, uh, the only game on was Winnipeg-Montreal. I was thrilled <laughs> to watch that. The only I didn't watch game. Any of it. I watched the Jays I didn't, that night. Couldn't tell you who won. I think so, Winnipeg yeah, no. did. I think Winnipeg won. Couldn't tell you either. I, I, I'd assume so. Just, yeah, they decided to put one game on television, or just one game. They scheduled one game. I was like, yeah. nope, I will watch the Toronto Blue Jays because I enjoy watching the Blue Jays. Um, but no, we had a pretty big week. Austin Matthews, he went 51 and 50, not even 50 and 50, 51 and 50. And Johnny Gaudreau, is officially a 100-point scorer in the NHL. So um, we'll start there. We'll start with Johnny Gaudreau because he did that last night against the Seattle Kraken. Um, he had a chance to do it on Saturday night against the Seattle Kraken where they uh, had a 4-1 win. Um, he did not get a point in that game. The top line was held scoreless in that game against Seattle on Saturday night. Um, but I said it, I was like, you know, you know, Johnny just wanted to do it at home. His family was in town. His dad was there. who was always jacked up. His mom was there. He had a bunch of family in town for the game on uh, for yesterday, who was also against Seattle. Um, and he made it a little dramatic. Got it in the third period um, when the down when the Flames were down three um, one. He began to come back on a pass to Kachuk, who Matthew Kachuk had a freaking hat trick last night. What a game for Yo, him too. Yeah. Um, so he gets Rear it. Ignite. Yeah, he has. So Gaudreau gets his one hundredth. And he got his 101st um, on the assist on Kachuk's hat-trick goal, which was an empty netter. Um, but Johnny Gaudreau reaches the 100-point mark for the first time since Theo Fleury back in the 90s or the 80s. I don't remember exactly when it was. But he's the first flame to hit it since that. It's crazy because when we talk about the best flames of all time, it's obviously Jerome McGinley. And Jerome McGinley never reached that milestone. Came close, he had 98, never reached 100 points, which is wild to say because he was so good. One of the most dominant players you've ever seen. That really is wild. He never hit yeah. 100 points. He was though. close. Like, he had the 98, which was very, very close. I think that was the year he scored 52. Um, he scored 50, so that's like – I would. It, yeah. it, cancels, it cancels out. Um, but he, he reaches 100. He should have done it a few years ago. He didn't. He gets it now, but – Man, just I've never been so excited for a goal that didn't even tie the game on a Tuesday night. Like when Gaudreau got that assist that. on the Kachuk goal last night, I was literally running around my basement and they were losing. And I was like, I don't give a shit if they lose. Gaudreau got his 100th point. I'm like, I don't care. I'm like, at that point, I was like, I wanted them to win the game, but it's like, I don't give a shit. Gaudreau got his 100th. Uh, and then they went on to tie the game and eventually win the game. Um, but just what a – it was so much fun because, look, I've never been alive to see a player on my favorite team get 100 points. And it's just – it's crazy that he did it in 73 games. 
he reached that milestone. And you're forgetting the big part of a lot of that too. Which is? Where did he do it? At home, in front of his family. Five on five. No, the the no, but like the the most hunters, of the points. Oh, most of it. Yeah, the, yeah. the hunters came on the power play, which is okay. We're gonna get some. We're gonna get some PP cookies it's, every now and then. You 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 get a little bit of a yeah when you're you when know? you're leading it, when you're leading the league in even strength points. And yeah. you have over a point per game, just at even strength. I think it's okay if you get a few on the power play. Um, it, but no, it's just, like Matthews on the with the fiftieth. Like yeah, he got in the empty net. Like you get a little okay. bit of leeway. You know? It's okay. He's got he's got uh, what he's at fifty eight right now. Or is he at he's at fifty eight right? Yeah, fifty eight goals. Yeah, he got he got eight more, and they were all in goalie. Yeah. So I think it's okay. Um, but no, it was just so so cool to see. And like, um, I have a few just stats about it. Let me just grab them. I took pictures of them. Um, so the first one is, so since 1996, only two, soon to be three with Austin Matthews, American born players have registered hundred point seasons, Johnny Gaudreau in 21, 22, and then Patrick Kane in the 18, 19 and 15, 16 season. So Johnny Gaudreau only do it once. No, he, I just said he did in 18, 19 and 15, 16. He's done it a few times. He only did it twice. I think so. He might have, yeah, yeah. He's only, yeah. Uh, as his stats, as he's only done. Actually, you know, crazy what? thing I think that might have been that probably was part of the gripe with him being one of the top 100 players. Yeah, but when you looked at his stat it. line, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, but he's done it twice. Gaudreau's done it once. Matthews, unless he like runs into a brick wall or whatever, he's going to do it. Too. I'm surprised he didn't do it last night. We'll get into that later. Um, but he's only one of two American players to do that, and. It's soon to be three with Austin. Might be four because Matthew Kachuk's closing in on that too. He's at 92. That would be kind of impressive. Dude, imagine they get 200 point scores when they haven't had one since like the 90s or 80s. Um, And then the other stat, which I thought was insane. Johnny Gaudreau is the first skater taken in the fourth round or later to reach 100 points in a season since Daniel Alfredson in 05-06. Wow. Just another, like, just wild, mind-blowing stat that I'm just like, wow. I'm like, this – he's really putting together an, an, his, an historic season. It's it's great, honestly. Like, I just – it's been so great watching him play this year. Like, every night, it's like he's, he's going to do something. He's had a few nights where he hasn't, and every player has their off nights, but – Man, most of the nights it's like he just does something every game. I'm like, holy shit! Unfortunate, you know, he's a UFA at the end of the year. But look, I'm you know, he's just looking to get paid, man. Yeah, and you know <laughs> what, man? Like, I'm getting to the point where, like, I think he's gonna stay. You know, like his family freaking loves it. He loves it. Daryl Sutter saved this franchise. Daryl Sutter yeah. saved this. Like, no. that's if they sign. If they sign, I'm. I'm giving all the credit to Daryl Sutter because he saved point, his damn franchise. Yep. On that point, are you one of those people that are saying, sure, you can sign Johnny Gaudreau, but it hasn't been there in like the past playoffs. He hasn't gotten anything done. Uh, are you one of those guys that's like still kind of hesitant of you got to watch a little bit? Like, Let's see where this playoff goes, and if he has a good playoff, sure, by all means, but uh, if he doesn't, then like if the flames go out and somehow like six, seven games in the first or second round, I could drove finishes the playoffs with like two goals, three goals. Like, 
are you still a little bit hesitant about that next contract or no not at all just because i think the whole playoff thing is really blown out of proportion i really do believe so and 14 15 he was really good in his rookie year in the playoffs 16 17 he only had two assists in four games okay anaheim did a really we got, we got to remember how good anaheim was back in the day right that flames team wasn't very good 1819 was a disappointment I think Johnny will be first to say that it was. The 2020 bubble, like, people make it out to be, like, he was just so bad. He wasn't. He was, like, their best forward, at least the way he played. The points didn't show it. I think he had 8 and 10, which isn't even that bad. Um, That's not bad at all. No, and it's just people make it out to be, like, he was so so brutal, which is not true. And then... Um, whatever. I, I do think it's blown out of proportion, the playoff thing. The thing is, if they don't sign Johnny Gujero, if he walks, they're not getting to the playoffs without him. So you have to look at it from that standpoint, too. It's like, you know, you can say the same thing about Marner, right? Like, it's like, oh, are we, like, would we, you know, not sign him? No, like, you're going to sign him. Like, you need him, right? Same thing, like, I know, and I know his playoff numbers actually aren't that bad, it's just the last few have made it again. It's, people are it's probably the way you people are blowing out of proportion. Like, you know, yeah, it's the way you play in the playoffs, and it wasn't there, even though the points were. Yeah, and look, I, I think you need him to get there, and then he'll figure it out. And I think under the, I've said it a million times under this coaching staff with this regime, I think he's gonna find a way to figure it out. Obviously, the next few weeks are gonna be really important, and seeing we're gonna see that in a few weeks come playoff time, right? So. Um, but I think it's going to be okay. Um, I hope he has a huge playoff, man. And I love what Daryl said last night. He just goes, they asked him about it, about the hundred points. And he goes, I don't care. He goes, I'd rather him win the scoring race in the playoffs. I'm like, fuck this. Why I love Daryl Sutter, man. This guy is so, See, so I would dialed love in. that. But I get that. But I also think like, I'm sure behind the scenes he's giving Goudreau like some really good acknowledgement. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. He is like and a face for the media. And if that's all it is, like perfectly, like that, that's fine. Yeah, and I bet but if you actually like that behind doors, I'd be like, eh. no, like he, I a hundred percent guarantee behind closed doors, he told Johnny like, again an amazing year. Yeah, and yeah. but yeah, but like that's the thing I love about Daryl Sutter. He's so dialed in, and I've said it a million times that everything he's doing every day practice game whatever it is is in preparation for the playoffs everything he does it's it's like there's no days off there's no oh we're we're doing this we're doing it's it's all preparation he's been through it he's been through with la you know he was been through it with the flames when they made it to the cup final he knows what it takes to get there he's not going to let one day slip away and i bet he was pretty pissed about that performance last night even though they won they were pissed poor last night up until the third period which I didn't even think they played great in the third. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's just, it's cool, man. It's, it's, it's really, really awesome. And like Gajaro's family was there last night, probably made it even better for him. Um, yeah, it's just cool. It's, it's, season's not done. Obviously, this is, you know, it's cool for him to get there. We need to do something there's, in the playoffs. There's still that's three what Thomas weeks left. Yeah. And that's what Thomas was saying to me last night. He's like, he's like, it's cool and all, but if you don't do anything in the playoffs, none of this means shit. And I'm like, Oh, I agree. But I'm like, this has never happened before. So I'm like, just, it's pretty exciting to see. Like, don't look now. He's only one point behind dry saddle. I'm not saying he's going to catch Connor. He's probably not. He's only one point behind dry saddle. 
And like, like it's crazy that Chucky might get there too. He's at 92. Yeah. He's got he's got nine games well, to get eight points. It also helps, like it's the same line, right? Yeah. And like Lindholm's at 74. Like, There's a drop, but like 74. Like, points there's some guys games. like Kaprizov who very clearly drive the wrong <sighs> line. Like, I don't know how it's what the gap is between his and him and his teammate or his oh, line so mates, but like Matt Zuccarello is playing at point per game this year. Ryan Hartman has like 30 goals. <laughs> Like who's 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 doing that? Oh, it's Kaprizov. Yeah, but yeah, it's ridiculous. It's the same thing with like with the Leafs. With, like Matthews gets his goals, Marner gets his points, give and take, back and forth. Mm-hmm. They both have inflated numbers because they're both really good together. It's like mm-hmm. Calgary's top line. They're all really good together. All a little bit inflated numbers because they're all just that's how God. good they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing to take away from it. It's just like. Are you doing that with Connor Brown and Zach Hyman on your wing? No, probably not. But it's still no, like, right. hey, it, but it's like you have good you players. Know, it's, for like, a it's like, it's like, yeah, it's like the Bergeron, Marshan, Pasternak line. Those guys put up numbers. Why? Because yeah, exactly. they're all because individually they're all really good players. Together they're unstoppable. Make the same argument yeah, like, when the McKinnon line is. Danton Heinen would be like a seventy-point guy <laughs> if he was still on there <laughs> and he's playing next to Marshan Bergeron. Like, yeah, come on. It, you know, I love the idea of just stacking a first line. Yeah, like, hey, just go and kill the other team. You know, when you have the it helps when there's works. more to back it up. When the team yeah, is for sure. and plays, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they need their depth. That's when really you can step do up. Lately, they, the depth hasn't been there. But um, I just wanted to quickly before we move on, I just wanted to shout out Noah Hannafin, who's been unbelievable. He eclipsed the forty point mark for the first time in his career. I think he's up to forty one or forty two now. Um, the Flames top pair has really just transcended into a really, they've been one of the best pairs in the league, at least from a metric standpoint. Uh, they, they really needed somebody to step up in Mark Giordano's absence from him being taken an expansion and Noah Hannafin. I've talked so much shit about him over the years. Like, you know, that um, he's stepped up in a way that I never, ever, ever could have expected him to. He's playing like a true top pairing defenseman. The points are there. He's on. He has like five points and he has like six, seven points in his last two games. He's he's been playing unbelievable hockey. His partner Rasmus Anderson's been fantastic. Um, they're pushing boundaries right now, which is awesome to see. Daryl's really transformed him into a, a really really good player. Like that, the trade today, the Lindholm Hannafin for Hamilton Fox Furland. Carolina's got nothing from there anymore. Furlan's gone. Hamilton's gone. They have a couple draft picks from the Adam Fox trade, but yeah, you got a top line center and you got a top pairing defenseman right now out of it. So that's kind of um, crazy. You can trade away two Norris winning Norris. Oh, Norris winning caliber. defenseman and and a Norris caliber yeah. guy. And you and you win in that trade. Yeah, if Dougie is still there and maybe they keep Fox, obviously it's you give that to carolina all day but but like, that doesn't matter that's carolina's yeah, dealing with yeah. they, we, we got we're, we're gonna get six really good years out of these two guys and carolina got three years of dougie no years of fox one year of furland so um yeah i just i just wanted to shout out noah hannafin he's been really really good um yeah. but other than that the flames are nine up on the oilers now with their loss to minnesota last night um so their magic number to clinch they can clinch a playoff spot third tomorrow if they beat vegas so let's do that. Let's beat Vegas and let's keep batting down Vegas so they don't get in because it'd be great if Vegas didn't get in. But um, we'll see what happens tomorrow. Uh, moving on, we'll go over to Toronto because Austin Matthews did something that we haven't seen 
done in a very long time. He's a 50 and 50 goal scorer. You can say what you want about the timing of it. Oh, he didn't do it in his first 50 games. To do that kind of damage in a 50 game span. Well, <laughs> like, to be unbelievable. Fair, so, this is technically by the NHL's own rule book, an unofficial 50 and yeah, 50. So, it is. They, they recognize how difficult it is. So, there's two classifications for it there's the official and unofficial. Mm-hmm. I think like three players only ever have like unofficial and it's like it's mike uh, bossy it's gretzky and i want to say it's richard yes i believe so richard like, was the first to do it was brett hall or bobby hall i forget which one might My, be uh, in there i'm not too sure but mike boss one of them has the fish or unofficial mm-hmm. yes uh but even still like the unofficial Combined, it's only happened, I think I counted 11 or 12 times before. Like, official or unofficial, like, that's special. 50 and 50. And say what you will, like, it was an empty net. It was, like, what, his first or second empty net goal of the year? What, seventh (laughs) of his entire career? Yeah, seventh of his entire career. Like, you knew the moment uh, Montreal pulled, I think it was Montembeau. Matthews was going over the boards. And yeah, he did it, and it was kind of a you mean poetic game. You mean Win- you mean Winnipeg? Connor. Yes, sorry. Connor I was like, Hall- I'm like, no, I'm like, or, he yeah, scored. Eric I'm like, he scored two goals on Montembeau on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when he got his 15, I don't know 50. why. Yeah, yeah, it was Winnipeg. Sorry that the Montreal Winnipeg game yesterday was just so thrilling. I can't get out of my mind. Yeah. Thank you NHL for scheduling that. Um, yeah. But no, like, it just, I don't even know where it was after that. Wow. So, you were just talking no, about 1550, but yeah. it was an empty net. And... Yeah, no, like, I don't think that matters. And, like, he ended up getting 51. This too, like, really? Like, really? And the other, yeah. And then, um, against Montreal, too, that whole did it again, got. What did he do on, against Montreal? There's so many records. Man. He, had, he had two goals against Montreal. Two goals against Montreal. Wasn't one a record breaker? I have no yeah, idea. Yeah, it was the 50 and 50. Yeah. yeah, so the first one was 50 and 50, and then you know, 51 and 50. Like five minutes later. The whole stretch of like Dallas, Winnipeg, et cetera, is just like a blur because I feel like every game he's Tampa hit some Bay. type of milestone. Tampa Bay as well. Tampa Bay was when he beat – Dallas was when he um, beat 50 as – 55. Yes. 55 or 56. I think it was 56. Oh, no, it might have been 55. Whatever the Vive record was, which I think was 55. Yeah, yes. 54, yeah, and then I think 55 in, was to beat it. Yeah, which uh, was in Winnipeg, uh, Dallas. Yeah. And then did it all against Tampa. Like, it's all just a blur because just game after game after game, it's some type of record, some type of milestone. Like, it's insane. Like, um, I think tomorrow they play Washington, and you don't think he's going to be a little fired up against Ovechkin to hit 60? But you know what would be great? You know it would be great if what happened tomorrow? So Ovi's sitting at 46. It'd be a pretty, it's, it's a pretty big stretch. Austin gets 50, or 60, he gets two. Ovi gets four, 50. Four? Because he needs, because he's at 46, 47, Oof. 48, 49, 60. I, it, it's a stretch. It's a stretch. 
it's trash. But that'd be like if anyone's gonna do it though, it's it'd, it'd be fucking OB. You know, it like would just be like the do it. like the Crosby OB doing hat tricks. Hat tricks, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, that would be really cool. God, no, I, want like, OV to, I want OV to hit fifty again. Oh, he will. There's still so bad. I think it's like ten, games eight, left. Eight, nine games. He should. He should get there. I think it's more than that. But uh, actually, they're sitting at they have nine left. They have nine yeah. left. So but four four goals in nine games. He should be able to get there. Yeah, that's about. That's yeah. That's pretty good for him. Uh, Matthews, fuck. Like he might hit seventy. I don't know I, if he's gonna get the seventy. I don't think it's. I think he's. That's a really. He's got to go. Like we've seen him go on hot streaks, but he's got to average what like two a game. Maybe like a little less. Yeah, like the whole poeticness of like the Montreal game and like after last year's playoffs, they clinched a playoff spot. Um and then with the fifty and fifty all on that night. And that being a whole like kind of poetic game after what happened last year. It would be kind of funny if Matthews ended the season with sixty seven. I don't That's think I don't is. even think he's gonna get that close to seventy, but Will he get close to OV sixty five potentially? I, I don't know if he will. He could be OV sixty five. It would have to be a pretty torrid pace ten year. Sixty five seven in nine games. I mean, it's doable hey, for him. Hey, it's it, it's less than what he's been scoring at yeah, now. But it's they they gotta if he were to do that, he's gonna have to show up against the bad teams. So there's the next problem. Uh, and then that's where we can go into supposedly I forget who said it. We were it was either like, Bob McKenzie or Frank Saravalli. It was one of the two. I'm pretty sure it was Bob McKenzie. Because I saw the yeah. tweet too, and I'm pretty sure it was Bob McKenzie. And it wasn't I don't it didn't know. It didn't come why. directly from him, like he didn't tweet it, but somebody got the quote from him and then tweeted it. Yeah, and I don't like know it, why was, this it wasn't, wasn't like a big deal than it was. Yeah, I thought like, that should have that should have gone pretty. Like, and this was, yeah, this should have went. I should have blown up. And it was right before the Buffalo game, and yeah. Keith after that game called Fixed. out the Leafs, and I think they've lost all four. They're three. They're, they're one and three against Buffalo. They won one game against Buffalo. I don't like, remember which one it was, but yeah, you got one of a possible four points against Arizona. And the whole thing of this is, so there's sort of two narratives here of, hey, look, the Leafs are second in point percentage in the league against playoff teams, and that's who you need to beat. However, they're one of the worst teams overall against non-playoff teams. So why is there such a big discrepancy? And then that's where, we'll just say for sake of argument, it was Bob McKenzie that said it, of there's a gripe between the players and Leaf management of players purposely sort of taking nights off like nights at like 80 90 percent against teams like buffalo and arizona and just kind of relying on their skill uh and then really showing up and the whole thing is well hey give us the night off here and we will go beat carolina tampa bay boston florida etc 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 to their credit they have been Mm -hmm. and I don't know where I landed. I'd love to know where you land on this of, I mean, I guess I'm okay with that. If you're going to show up against the good teams and win, but you have to make sure you win. And I don't think they're in the position granted. 
how last year's playoffs went and X amount of years before all the mm-hmm. way back. But last year especially. If they were Tampa Bay or if they were, I don't know, we'll say Vegas, who's gone on a couple runs, gone deep every couple of years, Boston. I'd give them the benefit of the doubt. Sure. Boston wants to night off against Arizona. Yeah, Pastor Mac, rely on your skill, see what happens. Maybe you can beat them. The Here's Bruins the thing, don't do though. that. No, because I think that would never pass in it wouldn't. one of those GM offices. You think if they if the guys in Tampa went to Julian Breezeball, or God forbid when Steve Eiserman was there and said and said this shit, you think Steve Eiserman like, no, I'm gonna trade your ass then if that's how you want to be, or I'm gonna scratch you, or this or this or that. You think that's ever you think that would ever happen in Tampa? Think that would ever happen in Boston? Think that ever happened in LA when they were winning, or even Chicago when they were winning? No, not a chance. Like I imagine Chicago that lockout year. What was that like point streak they went on? Like it was ridiculous. They they were undefeated. I think they had points in the first. I want to say it was almost twenty games. Might have been seventeen games or some shit. They had like okay points in like the first thirty six. So that was like was over it? half the year because they had 40, yeah, they had a ridiculous streak. I guarantee you they played a shit team in the first half of that season. And I guarantee you that they won. Yeah. No. And the thing is, is like, um, what was I going to say? I totally forgot. Um, like Keith said it, I saw the presser. It's like, this is what's holding us back from securing home ice or winning a division. Imagine let's preface, say this is true. Where the guys against really bad teams, they don't show up. Because hey, maybe this isn't true, and maybe it's just it just so happens they just play like shit against bad teams. But let's say this is true. How many points did they throw away this year? And how many points could they have had? They could be if this is true, they could be leading the division right now. Which how massive would that be to not have to face a Florida team? To not have to face all, Tampa. In all the, first the points round. against Montreal, all the points against Arizona, Ottawa, all the points against Buffalo, Arizona, Detroit, just naming off those teams. If they win one extra game per team, they're first in the league by they're first in the league. What if they I don't know if they're half? I don't know if they're uh, I don't know if they're above Colorado, but they're it, 10 they're points close. back. Florida and Colorado are currently tied at 110. They, the Leafs have a hundred now. It's close. It's close. They are all of a sudden in that group of, well, shit, they might win the president's trophy. Yeah. Well, shit, you might get the capitals. Which, which in the, uh, in the grand scheme of things, winning the president's trophy, we've seen clearly does not mean shit. Yeah. And maybe, but but like, no, it's nice to be up there. Yeah. It's the, why is there an excuse for this? And it shouldn't happen. And like, The game last night was the most Tuesday versus Buffalo game I've ever watched. Like, Buffalo was barely there. They tried. It was clear that they were outskilled, but they tried. Mm -hmm. Toronto didn't try until it was too late. And then just the way that the season kind of goes for the Leafs of one little bad bounce will go past Campbell, Mrazic, or Shalgren. Whoever's in that last night, it was Shalgren. And they can get down real quickly, and they were. And that's that's a problem. You need to you need to focus up, and we've seen it when this team focuses up. And I've talked about like the team defense, the team cohesiveness. When it's there, 
they don't lose. They legitimately do not lose when it's all there. And I hope that comes up in the playoffs. Because if it does, like, they're guys, we might they're be done. going into late June, July. Oh, yeah. But if they don't, they're done. They're yeah, if it doesn't happen, Tampa. they're done. So, I don't know. I have faith that it'll show up just based off of what we've seen this year. But other teams show up too, right? So you're not and, playing and Buffalo you don't, And you one. don't think uh, and you don't think Tampa is going to be prepared? You don't think exactly. Frisbo and Cooper are going to have these guys ready to go? Because you're, you're facing Tampa. You're most likely facing the Lightning. Um, Boston's there, but I'm thinking Tampa's going to pull it together here. In, Boston's in 1.0. Yeah, Tampa's had a rough stretch. Boston's been about on par. I would assume Tampa Bay kind of comes back and like they play so Tampa. Even if you play Boston, like you got to slay the dragon. And I know Boston on paper, which I want. Yeah, I know. I, and I know Boston want. on. Uh, I know Boston on paper isn't the the dominant force they were in the eighteen nineteen year where they made the Cup final, but <laughs> you don't think Marshan Pasternak. Bergeron, McAvoy. You don't think all those guys are going to get up for that series? And that's they know, the, like, they know what they have to do. Like, not only that, like, we saw the, you saw the Mark Shifley clip when they beat the Leafs, and it was like, oh, ain't nothing better clip. than beating the Leafs, boys. Right? <laughs> I think. Yeah, How, you don't think that's what every team is thinking? And it's just a byproduct of you're the Leafs. A good significant portion of this of the NHL cheered for the Leafs growing up. A good significant portion of them are from Toronto. Um, it's like in baseball, the Yankees, every team gets up for the Yankees or Red Sox. No, one wants to, no everyone wants to beat the, the Yankees, the Red Sox, the Dodgers, even. Everything yeah, wants Dodgers, to beat basketball, yeah, basketball the, Bulls, the, the Lakers. Lakers, right? No. Like football, it was, football, it's the Patriots. It was Everybody Patriots. wants to get up for the Patriots. Uh, you could say like the like the New York Giants, but like they suck. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, they're up there. Like all the really good teams that have been consistently good and have giant player pools from those cities, they always get up for it. They like you don't think do. you don't think these guys like like especially guys like Brad Marchand. You know this guy is like if they play the Leafs and they beat them, you don't, you know he's going to be on Twitter the next day trolling because yeah. he knows because he, he knows it. like. He knows how there's going to be like 90% of league fan bases are going to be pumped if Bruins won, but then there's going to be that 10% of league fans that are pissed. And they know that they're going to be able to get under the skin of all these league fans, and you don't think they're going to get up for it. That's why, like, when I talked about Daryl Sarby having these guys dialed in and having them prepared, everything he does in preparation for the playoffs, this is something that should have been settled not even this season. This should have been settled last year, the year before, however long this has been going on for. This should have been settled. And that's on Kyle Dubas, that's on Sheldon Keefe, and that's on the players. Yeah. Like, you, just got, this... you got embarrassed like, by that. Do they know who they year. are, by the way? Like, clearly not. They clearly don't. Like, and two, it's kind of funny timing like if this all comes out the Leafs released an interview of Matthews and Nylander and they're like one of the questions was how do you deal with the media and they're they were like flat out like we're Toronto they're not hard on they're not hard enough on us oh yeah they're not hard enough you're you're, you're sure they're not hard enough like really really John 
buddy, you get like, really? like even like even from like John Tavares' standpoint, like you can't let this go on, man. You're the captain of this team. Because do you really think it's John Tavares going to them, going up to the management saying, yeah, we're going to take tonight off? No. It's not. No, it's not. My guess is, and like, I don't overly want to speculate. Like, it's not Matthews because he tends to show up or at least get all of his chances if they go in or not. Um, defensive whiffs, maybe, but like, we it's got to be. It's got to be 16 or 20. It's 16 or 88. Maybe both. Yeah, probably both. Especially too, like you could tell they get a little bit too fancy, a little bit too creative. And then Neilander just gets lazy. And yeah. I love really Neilander. And like there's games where it's just like doesn't want it looks like he doesn't want to be out there. In- incredible in the playoffs. He gets up for the playoffs. Man, Except I don't think he, I don't think he gets up Boston. Well, yeah. He was the only one good last bad. year. He was yeah, well. And that's I, the whole I, thing. It's like you got embarrassed last year. You were the laughing stock of the league. Everyone wanted you to lose, and you lost. And you did it in incredible fashion. You blew a 3-1 lead to Montreal of all teams, who in a normal season doesn't even make the playoffs. And it makes it even worse because then that team went on to the cup final. That could have been you. You don't think they'd beat Winnipeg? If they, like, if they win that series, you think they'd beat Winnipeg? Probably. They beat Winnipeg. They killed them. Do they beat Vegas? Montreal beat them. Why win Toronto? Yeah, I think they beat Vegas. And then Tampa, Tampa, probably a coin flip. And maybe if not. A coin flip. Least... Maybe t- Tampa was incredibly deep last year, and they were they were. Yeah, that's good. a tough. one. So maybe to... they don't beat Tampa. Maybe they get killed by Tampa. But you got I don't there. Think they get killed. Montreal got killed. Yeah, maybe you lose. Maybe like, instead of losing five, was losing not six. close. Maybe instead of losing five, maybe losing six. But they got there. If they got there last year, you probably wouldn't be happy. It wasn't the yeah, cup final, but like, yeah, but that's what I mean is that like, you got fucking embarrassed. Do, do you know everyone clowned the, you? Do you lo- do you know who lost in the cup final once upon a time? It's a very vague question. Do you know who lost who? in the cup final? There are lots of teams have lost in the cup finals. Yeah, yeah. Tampa, Tampa Bay. Bay. Oh, against Chicago. There yeah. we go. Yeah, they lost in the cup final once upon a time. Yep. it was okay for them. They seem to be doing pretty all right. Yeah, except for that time they got swept, but it takes time. They, them getting swept is like you the can't best gain thing ex- ever happened. You can't gain experience against Montreal mm-hmm. in round one. No, you can't and, do it against Columbus in the bubble. But no. and and like you got clowned, man. Everyone watched the documentary, and everyone went to episode five. They had to that's rewrite when it that episode. They had to rewrite the documentary because everyone watched. Everyone watched episode five as as all good documentary writers go they have a plan before it happens right not expecting there's a, that quick <laughs> a little bit of a script here's the most likely scenario to play out and it didn't happen and they had to on the fly rewrite it it was supposed to be all about the playoffs and like each series got an episode kind of thing and then they're just like well fuck what do we do <laughs> great Don't we gotta make an eyes. we gotta make an <laughs> an episode against february or in from february yeah. Yeah. What do we do about that? And they're just like, it really makes me. It still makes me laugh. But but anyway, um, we got off topic about the fifty and fifty. It's ridiculous. That's an incredible feat to climb. It's just dumb that he did it. Um, and he's in a score sixty. And we'll see where that goes. Um, we'll do this real quick. Um, so I, I'll, I'll I'll do this for you. Yeah, because yeah, I have a heart trophy. trophy race question. 
So I think um, Matthews is the clear-cut number one at this point in time. Uh, and there's kind of like six spot or six players for the next two spots. Uh, McDavid, Drysaddle, Huberto, Shesterkin, O.C. and Goudreau. I've really been coming around to Goudreau being one of the top three. Should I think be. it's almost got to be two. It, I think it's got to be all Canadian. Dry, or McDavid, Goudreau, Matthews, I could see. That would be my currently. What would yours be? Like, does Goudreau's got to make it in there for you? Even like with a little I'm, bit of I'm, a bias, I'm, I'm very, I'm very biased. Um, but yeah, like Johnny's right there for me. I want to say he want he should win. Um, I don't know if he's going to. Um, I will say sixty goals will say no, but yeah. Um, I think there's a guy that should be making his way at least into the conversation. I'm not going to say he's getting nominated. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov. It's not being that talked is... about what that what he's doing in Minnesota. This guy is a one-man wrecking crew. That kind of goes like, with my, like, McDavid dry saddle of, they're both really good, man. You can't have yeah. one valuable player if the other guy is also the most valuable it, player. I, I, I Minnesota's got one like, guy. Yeah. Well, Fiala's been, I think, having a really underrated season that no one's talking about. But Incredible. I hate – it's un, I really do think they have to change the definition of the Hart Trophy where it shouldn't be most valuable for your team. Cause then that's where we get into these conversations of, Oh, if, you know, if yada, yada, if this, if player X is in here, then they're bad. And that's why he should win the heart. It's the whole reason why Taylor hall won in 2018 when it should have been Connor yeah. McDavid, it's, you know, it's the same the reason, reason. Sturkin was in the conversation this year. If he was having yeah. an incredible season. Mm-hmm. And I agree. The and Rangers I think we're dog shit. Yeah. And I, I think, you can still put him in the conversation. I'm not saying Shostakovich should win. You know, he's up there. He's going to no. win the Vezina in a walk. And if he doesn't win the Vezina in a walk, there's there's a problem. But um, hey, I I think your goalie might have a your goalie might have a good run at that. No, nah, Markstrom has been great, but like I think Darcy Kemper is up there. He's been fantastic. Shostakovich, it'll like dude, he's a 9:35. No one's over a 9:30. It's yeah. Shostakovich's trophy to lose. Um, but I, I just I think the Ted Lindsay has it right. Where I think if if you were to, if I was a player and you were to ask me what is the most which trophy would you rather win? I think the Ted Lindsay probably to the player means more because that's vo- voted on by the players. Who is the best player in the league this year? And the players vote on it. And they vote it was this guy. I think that would mean a little more to me than if Jim Matheson told me I was the best player in the league or Mark Spector right. or Eric Francis or Dom LeCision who has some good takes and some outlandish takes. Um, <laughs> so I, I like, like the, I like the latest thing on Twitter of just like, he'll post a chart and it's absolutely insert absurd. And then some guy that doesn't really understand the chart just goes, okay. Sure. Yeah. Yeah can you explain what you mean is this yeah, good is this and, bad and just like absurd and, what do you mean yeah so getting back to it yeah the heart trophy race matthews for sure and if you don't have him in your top three even if you don't have it one you're kind of probably insane um i'm gonna say johnny Gajero. he's been so damn good he's leading the league in even strength points i don't have to go over that again um 
how do you leave Connor McDavid out of it? He was leading the league in points. And like, if this is a down year for Connor McDavid, <laughs> I would love a down year like that. Imagine leading the league in points. That's a down year. Yeah. I mean, oh, how do you, how do you not, how do you not, how do you not have him in there? And I know people are going to say he's got dry sidle and Matthew's got Marner, but MVP, most valuable player, best player in the league for that season. Those are yeah. my three. That would be my Roman Yossi's up there too. Roman Yossi's been incredible. That was, that was one he's so going to win the Norris. I wonder what the Norris could you get is betting really odds. I, I, I should ask. The Norris race is really good. Can you get betting odds of will all three Hart nominees be Canadian? Possible. I, I or Canadian teams. We could probably find it somewhere. It'd take a little while to find, but Canadian player, Canadian teams, players having like unbelievable seasons, just crazy. I could ask around. Probably could, probably could. Um, yeah, just <laughs> stupid years. Like, yeah, pretty good. It, it's honest to God. Like this art trophy race. Like last year, it was like McDavid, one guy. One guy. Yeah. Even the year before that, it was like Dreisaitl. The year before that, Kucherov. The year before that, it was dumb. It should have been Connor, but it was Taylor Hall. There's so many before, different dynamics, and it's really interesting. Yeah, but it, this year, it's oh, so great due to the fact that there's just so many different players having outstanding years. Yeah, it's cool. And we're going to have wave 350 goal scorers. Chris Kreider, shout out. Power so play. That's you into the next thing. Power yeah. play merchant. So Chris Kreider, baby. Chris we were Crider, talking about real it, quick. We were talking about it in our uh, our fantasy group chat yesterday of how uh, who's the biggest steal of our draft. Chris Kreider went in the twelfth round. God damn. <laughs> yeah, Chris Kreider went twelfth round in our draft. His career high in goals. I don't know. If this is what you wanted to take, but his career high in goals before it. this year was twenty eight. That was fifty. Yeah, he has more goals this year than he had points all of last year and the year before that. Pretty insane. So now the Chris... next question is 25 powerful power play. One of his current 50. Does he pass his career high in goals at 28 in power play goals alone? Buddy, that is very possible. So he needs. How many more power play goals does he that need? It is. He needs three, right? No, four. It's three, yeah. So three. he's at 25. Well, he would need four to pass. You know what? He's on the power play with Panarin and Zabanajad and Adam Fox. Man, he might. <laughs> I'll take the over on that. <laughs> yeah, he might take that. Damn. I would take the over. So the next anyway, question I have for you. Is yeah. it more impressive that half on the power play? Or do you discredit him a little bit? A goal is a goal. I mean, I think you still have to have the talent to put it in the net. You put, like, I don't know. Yeah, if you okay. put Milan Lucic in... in uh, If you put Milan Lucic in Chris Kreider's spot, does he have 50 goals this year? Does he have, 20, sorry, no. does he have 25 power play goals? Probably not, right? No, nope. that's what the Leafs signed David Clarkson to do. Sit in front of the net, power play. Yeah, he didn't do shit. Didn't do yeah. shit. I, I I think it does get blown over. It's like, oh, well, he does all of his work in power play. Like, I know I've said it about McDavid and Drysaddle, but, like, I know how good they are. Um, you still need to be a good player to put the puck in the net. 
The Flames tried it with Troy Brower for two years. The dude just sucked. Yeah, the guy, dude, the guy, the guy can't play. The guy's shit. Like, so it's just like it's it's things like that where it's like okay, the guy still has to be a good fucking hockey player. You know, is is Chris Kreider fifty goal good? Probably not. Is he still a good player? Yeah, he's good. Yeah. So okay, next question, last one of the episode, and then we'll get Kenny Malkin was suspended four games for a cross check on I think it was Mark Borowitzki. Mark Mark Borowitzki. That's Borowitzki. Yes. Borokop. Yes. Borokop. One used to say. Uh, Eugene Milner's best friend. Rest in peace. Uh, was this fair? I believe this was the largest non-drug slash gambling slash Evander Kane suspension handed down this year. I can't think of one larger, but was four games fair? Uh, yeah, probably. Cross check was right. Cross check He slashed the stick out of him, his hand, which could have been a lot worse if he got him in the fingers because he just missed his, yeah. his hand. Yeah. And then he cross checked Borrow in the mouth or in the neck. And I think he cut him. I love Gino, but man, that, that no, that's not good. Like if you're gonna spend, if you're gonna suspend Matthews for what he did, which I believe was fair, um, yeah, yeah, the Malkins was worse. So you got set a like this whole thing of like Matthews was a lot in comparison because the comparison was zero. Oh, hey, it happened again, and Malkin got four. Huh? Okay. Yeah. Well, it, I, I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's fair. Sorry, you cut out there. Can you repeat that? No, keep this up. Player safety. Please. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. what. I wonder if anyone's going to get like some dumb suspension in the playoffs like Nazem Kadri last year. What do you get, eight? Eight games he got? Something like that, yeah. It was eight. I think he it was might, eight yo, the abs are running hot. Yeah, Nathan McKinnon's out for blood. They're all just gonna those are that's an kill angry somebody. team. That's yeah, an, they're an angry team, team, and Nazem Kadri shouldn't be on an angry team. No, but... the the red mist, as they used to call it. So, um, I think we went on for a little longer than we were anticipating. Um, so we're gonna cut it short for for this one. So, um, Tom, do you have anything left to add just before we take off here? Uh, I do want to. Sorry, before you say anything. Um, the reason yeah, the reason Thomas is not here is because his brother is currently playing in a championship game uh, for his hockey league. Uh, we do have an update that Thomas, so his Thomas's brother's team, they were down three one with a minute left. They tied it, and Thomas's brother Luca ooh, scored the OT winner. So um, yeah, shout out Thomas, shout out your brother. Attaboy, attaboy, Lou, bringing home a championship. Um, and yeah, we, that's just the reason Thomas isn't here. It's because that's going on. So, um, Tom, do you have anything quick left to add before we get out of here? I don't think the connection cut out. Uh, okay, well, that's going to do it for this one. Uh, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, at the Brain Leaf Pod, and we will see you guys in the next one.